When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then you know the other thing about me, Stacey, is that I'm like, okay, well, this is all well and good, but like, what is the action plan? What are we going to do now? How are we going to rally the day and the week and like move forward? Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You? A podcast about feeding kids. Hey guys, this week we're doing something a little different. We recently got online together to record some ads and some promos and basically do a little bit of work. And before we could dive into said work, (laughs) we ended up having a pretty emotional and personal conversation. And we decided to hit record on that conversation. So we don't usually capture personal talks like that in real time, but this one felt relevant especially after last week's talk about fast food and junk food. If you haven't listened to the episode before this one, we dive into why we're thinking about not talking about fast food and junk food in our homes. And maybe even here on Didn't I Just Feed You? We felt so assured of ourselves and good about that conversation. And then just one week later, we were both in a place where we felt so unsure of ourselves, our eating habits, the way we feed our kids and our bodies. And I guess we just decided that we wanted to share that raw moment with you because we hope that it shows that even sometimes when it seems like people have it all figured out, <laughs> that they found peace, you have no idea where they really are. I want, I think we both want to add to that, even though we're normally at peace and nothing about our last episode is inauthentic, we generally feel like we're in a good place with our relationships with food and our roles as the family cook, but triggers are out there for all of us and we reveal some of ours today. And I guess speaking of triggers, we should say that we get really real in this one about mom guilt, food guilt, body image. If hearing us get raw about that stuff, please feel free to skip this one. We love you, even if you don't listen to every single episode. So let's get into it. Okay. Here's the thing. I do feel like this is sort of related to our conversation about fast food, processed Mm -hmm. food, junk food, because my knowing mind knows that the stress I'm feeling right now because Emmett got really sick eating a bunch of corn dogs mm-hmm. and has continued to have digestional distress for yeah. several days, which is also like we're on spring break. They they have a lot of access to like uh, packaged foods, candy, all like all of that, which like, so there's the part of my knowing mind where I'm like, it's not, it's probably not related to the food. Mm-hmm. But then I'm, I also have this like immense amount of guilt. Like I feel like it's my responsibility 
to both feed them better and also giving them that autonomy to like eat what they want to eat and help themselves to eating, like not me constantly having to make them snacks. But it's hard to be like, is this just ingrained diet culture that I can't get away from of me feeling guilty? It's a horrible feeling. I can relate. I really have worked so hard at like not beating myself up. Like I spent so many years, even when I wasn't quote unquote chubby, feeling fat. Yeah. And I like in the last few years, I was like, I'm not going to do that. Like I can't, like it's too, too exhausting. And I've been in such a good place of just like lots of fluctuation, lots of just trying, trying to pay attention to how I feel and being okay with how I look at all different phases. And I don't know, something happened where I saw some pictures of me. And for the first time in years, I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize how much weight I gained (laughs) over COVID. Like, and I said to myself for the first time in ages, I was like, I look fat. I'm like, oh, this is horrible. And I was like, huh, is it a coincidence that like in the last six to 12 months, (laughs) I've like totally opened up the the cabinet and the kids get what they want and they can eat whatever they want. And I have gained weight. And like, I know that this stuff makes me happy. And I know that I have access to healthy foods and it's all about like not judging the foods. But honestly, like the more I have a taste for junk food, oh, I'm also not eating like my vegetables as much. And I'm not eating salad for lunch anymore. And I'm not and then I'm like, is that okay? Is that just a season? Or like, am I losing the script? And then I spiraled. And like, Isaac doesn't eat his vegetables anymore. And the last three days I've come down and we went to H Mart again because we were in the city on Saturday. And the last three days I wake up and there's a completely empty Oreo box. And then there's a completely empty something else box and a completely empty... And like, he's not eating his dinner at night. And then he goes down and at 11 o'clock, he's literally eating. And it doesn't even matter the amount. He's a teenage boy. He's rail thin, which means I'm not talking about that in terms of thinness or fatness. He clearly needs like trillions of calories right now just to function. But I kind of spiraled. I kind of spiraled. And I was like, is this going too far? And I'm like, well, that's what diet culture wants me to think. Yeah. I also have this like outside influence, a new outside influence, which is that we have this doctor who lives near us who eat her feeds her family plant based and they come over and like they're very, she's very like non-judgmental. They come to our house and they will eat goldfish and they will, you know, they'll eat things that are not necessarily plant based because they're not strictly yeah. like ethical vegans. Uh-huh her work is in functional nutrition and feeding people who have, you know, heart disease, diabetes, whatever they like, even arthritis, so many things, a plant-based diet to improve with results of improving how they feel. And like, that's coupled with the like cooking burnout where I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to be like making them apples and peanut butter every time that they're hungry, even though I can do that. But like, what am I teaching them or what are they learning from that? And 
I don't, we've, I don't know that we've ever like, we've discussed this maybe like in what we're cooking and eating now episodes, but like sometimes I feel like I'm having bad body image or I just feel gross. Like I'm having headaches. I'm having digestional distress of some kind. Indigestion plagues has plagued me for like the last six months. And when I eat air quotes, well, like I'm eating lots of vegetables. I'm not drinking a ton. I'm not eating a ton of cheese. Like, I still eat cheese. I still eat like pasta, but when I'm eating those things coupled with lots of fruits and veggies, smoothies at breakfast, veggies at breakfast, if I'm not doing a smoothie, salads for lunch, I feel better. And so then I'm sometimes doing this thing, which I don't think is uncommon where I'm making pasta for dinner and my kids are having like plain buttered noodles and steamed broccoli, but I'm making myself pasta with like tons and tons of veggies so Mm -hmm. it's this weird dichotomy of like i'm taking care of myself but am i not taking care of my kids am i doing the like bare minimum for them and like am i doing a disservice doing them a disservice in that too why don't you serve them the pasta with the veggies? Because it's just too exhausting, right? Like yeah, they're not going to eat like, it. And it's I don't like, want to have even this deal. whole conversation yes. about how you don't like cauliflower. Totally. Like, it's on your plate. Just don't. I know, I know that there's like the advice of like, we'll just keep putting it on their plate. If of they don't eat it, do. it's fine. But also then there's like the food waste aspect of it. And yeah. we're talking about like how expensive food is getting more and more it's like i don't want to wait like waste a whole serving of cauliflower because we put it on their plate i know that i i could save it as leftovers but then it's like did they touch it is what emmett has right now a little virus and so if i save the cauliflower or the broccoli that he didn't eat are we all just you know there's like so much food there's like the food safety component of it i mean some weeks i do i am like okay we're having cabot like and we're having roasted cabbage. I'm going to put some on your plate. If you don't eat it, you don't eat it. It's no big deal. It's tough. I think the fact that we're both going through this is, I'm going to say, maybe we should take that as a reminder that this is still a really tough time. Yeah. And it's been a slog. It's been a slog. And I don't know, I would venture to say that your new friends might be a little bit of a trigger. For sure. And like, I think that as much as I was like, I'm comfortable in my body any which way, like there was a cap to it. And then I now am the heaviest I've ever been in my entire life. So like I went beyond that (laughs) cap and like it was, a, I gave myself a range in which I felt comfortable. And that's kind of like a false sense of, I don't care. I'm so comfortable with myself. And like, that's a trigger, like really reflecting on that. And also, I've also never, like before the last three months, I had heartburn maybe twice in my whole life. And once I was pregnant, I have been taking Pepsid before I eat because I'm scared. Yeah. Because I've been getting heartburn so frequently. And then, and then it impacts everything like yes. sleep. If I have yes. heartburn or indigestion and I, like I, it'll wake me up in the middle of the yes. night. Yes. So the fact that we're both not feeling well does bring me back to something that like sometimes I cringe at when I listen to past episodes, but then also like there's some truth in it, just listening to our bodies and like recalibrating and getting to that 
is helpful because the truth is, I don't, I don't know. I would venture to say that even in anti-diet culture where it's like, no food is bad food. That's really about our judgment. I don't think that anyone would venture to say that like, it's just as absolutely fine for your body to eat ramen every night as it is to eat broccoli every night. I mean, yeah. Right. There's some there is a gentle nutrition component even to intuitive eating. Right. And and like I think even when we were talking about why we won't talk about fast food, you can't uncouple that from our privilege because the point wasn't like we can eat whatever. The point was our kids have access to all of it. Our kids see broccoli on the table and they do get cauliflower and that there's a balance to it. And maybe like we need to recalibrate the balance. I don't know what to say about the kid aspect of it. And I know. Like our so I'm sitting here and like, well, that's I know. well and good. Like I, know. I can listen to my body, but I cannot listen to Emmett's body. Like I have no idea right now if he is sick or yeah. it's what he's eating. And like to have that immense amount of guilt also yeah. clouds yes. my own like intuition of what I know of yeah. my kids. Of course. And how they feel. So this is part of it, though, is that talking to Emmett and helping him figure it out, like he's too young to like for that to be like, we're going to sit down and I'm going to talk to you. And at the end of this conversation, we're both going to have clarity. It's a yeah. process. But part of from what I understand, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. Part of what we're trying to teach our kids is to be able to listen to their bodies and in, have intuitive eating more naturally. Yeah. Like talking to him about <laughs> the choices he made and how that makes him feel. And he probably won't really give a for a long time. Isaac's 15. And I don't think he clearly doesn't care or doesn't notice <laughs> some of the time. I think it's Isaac knows and he does. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that he, yeah, it's not that it's a little bit of a flip in the bird. Yeah. And also maybe probably self-soothing in a lot of ways. Sure. Yeah. But like, it's okay that he doesn't feel good. I know that's hard to hear. I know. I know. And then there's like the thing where it's just like, well, kids are gross. They're disgusting. (laughs) They're so gross. They're not good with their hygiene. They're all, there's always stomach bugs go not yeah. always but like there's stomach bugs that go around regularly and so like i can also say, just be that it could just be that also i will say that like a lot of time and i don't know this is for you to reflect on a lot of time when i've been really upset about i guess mostly isaac how twisted if i really unpack it anyway it's really about me I mean, as you know, what I mean? about all like, of our kids' behavior, right. like, is your kid really bad or are you just triggered? Yes, like, right. So, like, you're saying, yes, you're saying, I am taking care of myself. I am having pasta with lots of veggies. And I hear you. And I know that that's real. Like, this isn't an undermining. It's an end also. Yeah. Maybe what's happening with Emma is really about you and your body and your food intake right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to believe that. I want. I know you don't. To believe that I <laughs> am in an okay place and that I'm muddling through my you own feelings and my own like triggers with our neighbor, new neighbor friends. You are in an okay place. Like we can be and okay can separate and be them, triggered. But maybe I'm also like I don't know. There's all that weird subconscious stuff that we don't really. I don't really I know. understand. I'm not a psychologist. I don't either. But I do believe that just because we still can get triggered 
doesn't mean we haven't made progress or we're not in an okay yeah, place. And like, sure. that's the thing about triggers for our deep, deep wounds is that they don't just, it's not like as you heal, like they can still, even as you're yeah. healing, go like deep yes. and hit the nerve. Yes. Because it's a deeper wound. And then, you know, the other thing about me, Stacey, is that I'm like, okay, well, this is all well and good, but like, what is the action plan? Yes. What are we going to do now? <laughs> and you want to fix it now and have a plan? Rally the day and the week and like, yeah, move forward healing uh, us. I know. But like, sometimes I think we're both so quick to be like, okay, like I'm wiping the tears now. And like, what's the action plan? We're going to heal and make it better that there isn't actually space enough to really heal. Like, yeah. I mean, you guys just might need to sit in it. Isn't that an awesome way to spend your No, I hate it. <laughs> Throw it in the trash. Throw it in the trash. Oh, I mean, that's God. how I really feel. I feel like I that's know. not good, pleasant <clears throat> podcast host. Oh, listen. I hear you throw it in the freaking trash. I hate everything. I want to hear. I want to hear that crumbly sound that the computer makes when it you throw something yeah. in the trash. <laughs> I want to hear. So yesterday I saw a reel. I don't know. Yesterday I also started a Every like day. everything is everything yeah. is garbage, and I was texting with a friend, and I was like, feel like I I actually didn't have that much to do, but I felt like I had so much to do because also I was distracted because of that horrible subway shooting that happened yeah. in Brooklyn that just happened. And I was like, I feel like I have so much to do and I just feel like I want to relax and I feel fat and like my hair color isn't exactly what I want it to be yet. And I like have to reschedule haircuts for the boys. And as I looked at the calendar, like I had to call Mike to coordinate with him because we're going away. I'm like, I can't get their haircuts for three weeks and they look like mops. And as I was doing that, I noticed that there's also a conflict with an orthodontist appointment. And I was like, this haircut, orthodontist, all this, like, this is taking half of my day. I freaking hate that it's my responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's so exhausting. I'm doing all of this while like my kids are locked on campus because they're afraid that there's a shooter running loose yeah. in Brooklyn. Like this is insane. This is insane. Yes. This is garbage. <laughs> this is just garbage. Just and then my mom the my mom called and she was like, you know, and I'm so upset I couldn't even read the news because all I could think about was Isaac being someone who's starting to take the subway and like everything that's going on in the world. I was like, Eddie, what are you talking are you talking about COVID? Are you talking about wars like yeah you can't just Can say specific? what's going on in the world like, can we be specific yeah, like which show are you talking about yeah all this to say it <laughs> to bring up all the negativity it's a hard like time all of it like all the other stuff the orthodontist appointments the plants Haircuts, go to the museum uh, like yeah. feels incredibly trivial when like you feel like either your kids are unsafe, like yes. your kids were yesterday or they're unwell, like Emmett has been. Yes. And you're just like, does any of it really matter? Totally. And I, I have a feeling that we're not the only two going through this feeling yeah. right now. 
And it's like in contrast with, I don't know, you know, it's first of all, it's transitions. Secondly, it's like the change of season. Mm -hmm. And I think this idea that we keep hoping that like, okay, winter's over. It's going to be better. It's going to feel better. It feels like everything's opened up again. And then where was someone somewhere just like Maryland, maybe just put their mask mandate back in place. So, and, and honestly, it's felt like that for a a while, like we moved and like COVID restrictions were still in place. We started school and COVID restrictions were still in place. And then felt like, oh, we're going to be able to have like a normal ish holiday. And then everyone around us got sick and like we had to cancel. And it feels like it's been like that since December, like in a lot of ways. And I think it's hard sometimes hard to be hopeful that it's like that there's going to be some relief some normalcy yeah some joy and you said something as i was re-listening to the episode before we published it on game nights or i think it was game nights because it was about entertaining and you were like maybe people are feeling uncomfortable because like maybe you've been home and you've gained weight or you don't feel like you look and like when you said it i was like yeah and like it just wasn't resonating with me at the moment. And I have been thinking about that a lot the last few days because it's like spring and it's nice. And I'm like, I want to go out and I go in my closet and you know, my closet, my clothes give me a lot of joy usually. And I'm like, I hate everything in here. Like nothing fits. I wore jeans for the first time the other day, like all day. And I was like, I literally feel like I can't breathe. (laughs) Oh my God. I wore jeans yesterday and I was like, oh, there's a hole in the side now. (laughs) I guess these are the wrong size. Yeah, jeans are a trigger right now. Yes. Jeans are a trigger. And they were like my baggy jeans when we went into COVID. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. And when I took them off, I had like deep marks on my tummy. And I was like, why would I do this to myself? But then I'm like, well, that's sad. I guess now I've entered the phase of life where I'm like, wearing nice clothes is such a torture. Like, what am I just going to live Listen, in pajamas? Culottes. Cool. We are getting into culottes. That's what we're doing. Culottes. But, okay, I don't know that you finished the full thought. That's of, like, fine. I'd... That, like, you put on jeans. It's awful. And now you're realizing, like, oh, the world is opening up and I have to face how I feel about my body externally. Yeah. Like, it's fine to be in, because it's like a funny sweat. thing in your family where they're like, oh, you have your dress, your day sweats on? Yes, totally. Totally. Yeah. Yes. Like, you can't just be in day sweats. I mean, you can. No, but I don't want to be. Yeah. Like, it makes me feel worse. You want to have the joy of dressing. Yeah. Your closet does bring you joy. But it's not right now. I'm telling you. It's a rough time. It's, it's a, a rough, rough time. time. <laughs> Stacy, it's getting warmer and the weather has me so ready for a wardrobe update, but I want it to be for the long haul without spending a fortune. Quince is your place. It's not easy to get quality pieces that you can count on to last without investing a ton of money. But at Quince, I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I love the pieces I bought from Quince last year, too. I wear my linen pants nonstop. I'm so impressed with what I get for the price, which is 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, 
Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Which means it's time to snag their 100% washable silk skirts and camis that I've been eyeing. And don't forget, Quince has the chicest accessories for great prices. Get warm weather ready with us and Quince. Go to quince.com slash D-I-J-F-Y for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You. This episode of Didn't I Just Feed You is sponsored by By Heart. Longtime listeners know that Stacy and I both struggled with infant feeding stages with all our kids. Breastfeeding was hard, and choosing a formula was, well, also hard. We're thrilled to be working with By Heart, an infant nutrition company on a mission to make the best formula in the world. Not only is By Heart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. By Heart has their own patented protein blend that includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio, just like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code D-I-J-F-Y for a limited time. That's byheart.com slash podcast and code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You. Additional terms and conditions apply. And then there's anxiety about the kids being home in the summer. I'm like, oh, it's a rough time. And now wait, what? You're going to be done with them in a few weeks? Like, no, wait, no. (laughs) Need some time to pull myself together. Yeah. I think that's also a little bit of my distress this week too. It's supposed to be like spring break and I'm supposed to be off and here we are (laughs) this is not your fault it's as much my fault as it because I like will push things off and uh I'm like oh this is also what the summer will be like where I will be struggling with the like wanting to do my own thing our own thing do didn't I just feed you were do even like because yesterday part part of the day we did like a little house project in the basement rearranging stuff because we have family coming for Easter and so it's going to be this push-pull again of like what the kids want or need versus what I want and need. It's real hard. It's real hard because the truth is I like working. Like I don't want to spend my I whole day too. every day on end with them. I think it's it's even like there, it's more sad, like it's more, honestly, more satisfying, even if it's not like work work to like yeah. do a house project to like, okay, we're going to re- rearrange this and reorganize this yes. and like check it totally get that same satisfaction of like oh we went to the park and played or like we played on the trampoline no or like we went to the pool i'm like okay (laughs) this was not productive totally totally what else are we doing totally that's a big challenge for me that i would like to take on like i don't think i'm gonna like change my stripes completely like i think i'll feel that way but the like constant need to feel like I'm productive yeah is really intense for me and the only time I let it go is when I can veg out completely or you're like away away yeah you went on your vacation you were able yeah so yes that's definitely where a a struggle for me too like here I mean 
clearly because here yes. we are. And I'm like, here we are. We don't want to take up too much of your time, but um, I don't know. I guess I just hear you. It's yeah. a hard time. I also want to, I think I want to share it too, because I, as much as we talk about mental load or we will talk about like dinner burnout, I don't think that we've ever been as transparent about some the our own like the guilt we sometimes feed about yeah. or feel about feeding our families like that's very real and maybe your guilt looks different from my guilt from you know anyone else's guilt in our community like we all have it though and i think the more that we i think it's like any shame the more that we can talk about it uh the easier the burden of it becomes yeah it's um it's really intense. Yeah. I found myself yesterday. I just remembered this. Ugh. Isaac came home and somehow we were on TikTok together looking at TikTok and something about That's Kim and <laughs> Kim and Kim Kardashian and what's his face? Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson came up. Yeah. Yes. And I said something about her outfit. I was like, what would you do if I wore that outfit? He's like, um, uh, I don't think so. Like you're not Kim Kardashian. I was like, obviously I know that. And he was like, but it kept going. And I realized like it was triggering me. Cause right now I'm thinking about my weight. And he was like, it's just, she's also really fit with something he said. I was like, and he's like, you're not as fit. And I, he means fat. He's trying to be <laughs> nice. <coughs> I think. Cause actually I am quite fit. And he knows that. And I was like, I totally understand that. But like, can we please talk about the fact that that's her job? Like she has time to work out all the time. And also like she's had surgeries. So much plastic surgery. So much plastic surgery. I do believe she probably like eats a very regimented diet and like works uh, out all the time. cooks for her. And of course. For her. So, so like there's that layer of it. We talked about it. But I would, and he was like, also, she's younger than you. And I was like, oh, actually, she she's not? not. She's not. Or like, if she is, she's barely younger than me. We got to Google it. I need to know how old Kim Kardashian. And it was really, I had to consciously say to myself, like, don't go down. She's 41. Yeah. So yeah. she's okay. So I'm like a solid six years older than her, which is a lot. Like I, I looked and felt different at 40, <laughs> but still I did not look like her. Yes. Um, I had to stop myself from going down a hole of feeling really bad. And it's funny because you would think that maybe it's just feeling bad about myself, but there is a weird guilt thing there too, because I grew up with a mother who was very thin, very conventionally beautiful. Like always that was of note how beautiful my mom was. And I must have internalized somehow that that's something to be proud of. Yeah. And so when he was saying that, I was like, I felt like I disappointed him too. <laughs> like, yeah, this is a kid who notices. He's definitely into aesthetics. He's into clothes. Like he... And I was like, oh, I wonder if he feels embarrassed or bad that he has a fat mom, which I don't think he does. And that's not the case. And like a, a million things, but like that, that yeah. thought crossed my mind. Yeah. That's I horrible. I definitely had that. That's a horrible thought to have about ourselves. 
It really is. It is. Or it's that so unkind. Or our kids would be more proud of us or that we would be better parents if our appearance was different. Yes. Fucked up. It I is. Have those, I say that as someone who also has those thoughts. It's rough. Yeah. It's really important to stop those thoughts, but I don't know how. So with that... <laughs> Okay, I have one uh, practical question before we close this out, this conversation. Yeah. What is this going to mean for the way that you eat? Like, are you going to, like, are you already thinking, like, is your meal plan going to change? Can you feel yourself yeah. thinking okay, so, about food uh, practically different now? This is a thing that I think is true. I think is true of me in general. Like, one is I have to deal with a lot of, like, uh, I would call them intrusive thoughts of mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go today, like thinking, oh, today I'm going to go to Target. I'm going to buy a bunch of bins. I'm going to reorganize the pantry. Mm-hmm. So all the candy and snack food is on a higher shelf. Yes. And I'm going to get, I'm like, going to fix this. I'm going to get like containers to meal prep, apple slices and celery. Like my kids are going to eat that. Yes. And I'm just going to buy all new things. Like I'm going to buy a whole new diet. Like that is the intrusive thought that I have. Uh, And then like in practicality, I probably will stick with our regular meal plan and try to like do more fruits and veggies at everybody's meals for like, and, and really like in honesty, transparency, I will probably keep that up for like a week, <laughs> 10 days. Yeah. And then I'm going to go to meet you in LA and who like Brian doesn't, I, Brian doesn't have those hangups. Yeah. He, they're going to eat hot dogs. They're going to eat yep. ramen. They will have like chopped up cucumber on the side yeah. on those meat or like baby carrots. But like, he's not going to be like, Oh, let me make cashew cream sauce. sauce. <laughs> For not to, I would die. I would and die fall over. <laughs> Be amazing. Be amazing. He's like, I'm gonna make cheesy chips. Like, I'm gonna take cheesy chips, shre- pre-shredded cheese, because that's what he's gonna buy. He's definitely not shredding it himself. Yes, because he's not washing that. Yep. Like he's it, he's gonna <clears throat> be. Uh, it's even like I know there's the whole like Jenna Hillwig bare minimum dinners where it's like kind of feels kind of balanced, right? But he's like they're. <laughs> There's below. There's a There's level a low below, below that <laughs> that he is comfortable at, and like, like he doesn't, he does not have those feelings of guilt. It's intense. It's um, a really interesting thing to think about slash try to unpack. I mean, I know that it's part in part because he views food very much as like it's calories. Like he doesn't have those things around it and also like it's not part cooking and and feeding our family is not part of his identity in the way that it is for me there's something to learn from him but i don't know what it is (laughs) well it'll be interesting i think that the next few what we're cooking and eating now yeah will be telling because we don't indulge in these conversations in those episodes so anyone who listens to this will have some context yeah for the next couple of ones, I, I'm going to admit that I'm just as a person in general, not just around food. Sometimes when I get in a rut, I can be like very extreme. Like 
I like dive real deep into the rut and I'm going to really, and it does take something like boom to snap me out of it. And then I swing all the way to the other side. This is exactly what I calibrate. Yeah. Yeah. So yesterday I, for the first time in ages at lunch, I got out my cauliflower spicy chicken tenders, which have been staring at me in the freezer. I haven't touched them in ages. I was eating them all the time. I air fried too. I got the spinach. I made a salad and I could feel myself going extreme. Like, okay, time to like clean this up. Yeah. But what I am like, trying you're going to spring do, clean your body. Yes, totally. Yes. It's so twisted. We'll it. Yeah. But I will say that I'm also not here to like find another thing to be hard on myself about. Like yeah. I'm already feeling hard about one direction. I'm not going to feel hard about the fact that I'm moving in another direction. I am just trying to be present and aware. Like wow. that's why I'm so glad we're having this conversation. I know I'm extreme. I see what I'm doing. And I'm not telling myself, oh, finally back on track. Now you're doing better eating a salad. Instead, I'm saying to myself, here you go. <laughs> you're feeling bad. So now you're being extreme. Okay, like that's what you do. Now pay attention to how you feel. So like yesterday, all day, I was like really thinking, how satisfied do I feel from the salad with chicken? Yeah. Because I've also been eating lunches and then I'm eating cookies at 2 p.m., and yeah. then the boys come home from school at four and then I'm eating after school snack with from with them. And I really did notice that I felt full like almost until dinner time yesterday. So I'm being hopeful that just, I don't know, trying to be intentional and present and forgiving myself is gonna like help it even out. But again, I, just, I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do about the kids. Yeah. Isaac continues I not to eat any vegetables. And I don't have any perspective to offer on that either. But I also want to say, like, you know, I said, oh, I have these intrusive, the intrusive thoughts of, yeah. of the whole thing. I definitely have experienced the pendulum swing yeah. that you're talking about. And really only like in the last year, like since leaving kitchen full time and having like a little more space to examine my behaviors and I like, Oh, I see it now. And I can be more like, yes. like laugh about like, Oh, it'll be better for 10 days. And then it'll yes. swing back that yes. way. And, but like, so I think that that like pendulum swing is really, I think, I think it's normal because you both, you and I experience it. I know. <laughs> and we're so normal. <laughs> we're so normal. <laughs> we're so normal, especially around food. Yeah. Um. Well, it is what it is. I think, self-acceptance is what is the takeaway here some self-acceptance goes along and that you know you are not alone (laughs) i am here with you i'm shedding one single tear for us okay (laughs) all right now we gotta go record these ads we do yeah and i gotta get back to my spring break okay megan i guess it's time to just say goodbye to everybody now i don't know Um, I'm glad that we, I'm glad that we had this conversation. I'm glad that we could share it with everybody. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to Din. I just feed you wherever you podcast. Again, Megan mentioned it at the top, but if you really did enjoy listening to this, truly our private supporting community is where we share lots of episodes like this. 
So didn't I just feed you.com backslash community. You can learn more about our supporting membership and also the free space we have too. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. I know Sam is like fully into this conversation with <laughs> us. She feels a lot of the same things we do. So we're so happy to have you, Samantha, and for editing this on the fly uh, outside of our normal content calendar. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Try your hardest to stay sane <laughs> and well fed however you need it. Until next time. Be sure to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you're listening. And don't forget to rate and review.